Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. You know what? Welcome in, guys. Saturday night, it's 6.02 Mountain Time, and you guys know I love you because I'm missing my Iowa Hawkeyes right now. So, uh, still representing. Um, I Maybe uh, we'll check in on the game at some point. You guys can keep me in tune in the chat here, but let's welcome in. And Luke. Man, buddy, I know you've been busy going on there, rocking your merch. Uh, how you doing? Mm. Doing good, man. Finished up flag football today. First season as a coach. First season with my daughter. Our team had three girls. Only girls in the league. They absolutely kicked butt. Um, you know, we finished out the day. We had fun. Sometimes it's not all about winning and losing when they're eight. Uh, wait a little while before it becomes super important. And yeah. speaking of that, shout out to Scott behind the scenes and his kiddo, man. Yeah. Blasting home runs. We're watching uh, behind the scenes. So happy fall. It's fall football. Uh, mm-hmm. we've got a big one, Nick Dallas Cowboys and boy, it's been a week. I know we haven't talked in a yeah. week. Uh, <laughs> man, a lot has happened from Von Miller to mm-hmm. George Payton's press conferences to, yep. uh, Halloween gate and everything in between. There's a football game going on tomorrow, man. I think that's sometimes getting lost a little bit. Yeah. It's all the stuff surrounding football. That's always, uh, taking the headlines, but we got back to back to football this Sunday, but welcome everybody. Obviously this is mile high insiders. We're live with you guys every single Saturday at six o'clock mountain time on Saturdays. Uh, you guys can follow Luke and myself on Twitter, Luke at Luke Patterson LP and myself at Nick Kendall MHH. A shout out to Andrew Lampy here for the stars coming in while we got the intro shout out to Andrew, just in general, man, you, you're always supporting us and we really appreciate that morning Thanks, show Andrew. evening show. Doesn't matter. Andrew's always coming in and supporting us. So thank you very much, Andrew. Uh, you guys can also follow us on Twitter at MHI underscore pod and at Mile High Huddle. You know, Christmas is right around the corner and you guys see uh, Luke rocking it right here with the Huddle Up swag. If you guys go to huddleuppod.com, you can get your gear. You got your hats, you got your coffee mugs, you got your sweater. So it's all good. Uh, make sure you're joining us. If you join us today on Facebook, uh, you're probably already on these groups. But if you have Facebook in general or whatever, the metaverse, whatever Zucker, Lord Zuckerberg is calling <laughs> it these days. Hopefully they don't get us in trouble for that one. Um, but uh, Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. Make sure you're joining us in there. Join the conversation. If you want to talk, you know, Broncos offensive line not being good enough or the pass rush not getting home, life after Von Miller or the dreaded always going quarterback conversation, you can do that there. Um, if you guys are on YouTube today, make sure you subscribe, like, and share. Uh, smash that like button, subscribe, so that way you know when we go live. And I uh, just want to give everybody a reminder uh, that we have another jersey giveaway coming up, or a, a, a raffle, if you want to say, a, a contest. Um, everybody get your Facebook stars in and your Super Chat, and this month's goal is 200,000 stars on Facebook. So last month it was a quarter a million. This month it's a, a fifth of a million. So hopefully we'll get that in there. And once we do, we're going to raffle off not to any specific player's jersey of jersey of your 
choosing. So if you want to get a John Elway throwback, I mean, that's you're going to choose. I that's I that's what it says here. That's what I'm about. Tell Peyton, you guys. How about Peyton? You Peyton just went into the ring of fame. He's pulling jerseys off of guys in the stands and Brandon yeah. Stokely's calling them girls and getting in yeah. trouble on Twitter and everything in between. Love, love that guy. Uh, dude, that's awesome to pick their own Jersey, Nick. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Um, maybe you can get the last remaining member of the Denver Broncos who was on Super Bowl 50 and Brandon McManus. You're not seeing many of those in the stands. That would be pretty darn fun to rock that number eight uh, with McManus in there. Um, top five finishers on Super Chat in November and get a chance to raffle and all of your uh, stars get you a chance to raffle as well. So again, you get to pick that jersey of your choosing. Uh, Travis coming in here. Good evening, Luke, Nick, Scott and Broncos country. Do you think Denver can slow down the Dallas offense? And Nick Purdue played spoiler again today, man. Purdue's got some uh, NFL talent, and I am really ready for somebody to hire Jeff Brom. I know Tennessee offered him a big deal, and he said no to Tennessee. Uh, hashtag Big Ten better than the SEC. How about that, Scott? No, <laughs> maybe for that job, but um, yeah, he's no, it's uh, he's mad what, in the what back. Can Denver do to slow what down? Can Denver, what can Denver do? Oh man, you got to start with the running game. I wrote about it on milehighhuddle.com where you can yeah. find my keys to victory, also my keys to uh, either a loss, uh, takeaways, all kinds of that stuff featured at milehighhuddle.com. I wrote about it, dude. Zeke, he's a problem on the ground, but if I'm going to be completely honest, Nick, Tony Pollard. That man, uh, you should not ever sleep on that man. I don't know if anybody on the Fantasy Football League, waiver wires, trading, whatever you got to do. Dude, Tony Pollard right now is leading the league in 5.8 yards per carry. Uh, He gets it done as a receiver as well. You have got to shut down Zeke and Pollard. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick Pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. Tick Pick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore. Because Tick Pick, that's T I C K P I C K, is the original no fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go to for all NFL tickets. Tick Pick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find Find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site. Tick Pick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets, Tick Pick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. Yeah, no, Pollard is really good. I drafted him on my fantasy team. Just like, hey, you know, oh, if, nice, if Ezekiel Elliott goes down, um, then I'm going to win my league with Tony Pollard. I've really liked him coming out of Memphis, explosive player. Um, and they have as good of a one-two punch as anyone in the league uh, with Ezekiel Elliott and whatnot. That being said, what makes what stirs the drink for Dallas, besides Dak, is that offensive line. I know they're yeah. going to be without Tyron Smith, who has been – it's either Tyron Smith or Trent Williams as the best left tackle of the last decade. Um Maybe David Bakhtiari gets his hat in the ring as well. I guess go buffs on that one, but probably Tyron Smith and Trent Williams would be the number one and number two. Um, And Tyron's going to be out. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Broncos can do against that Dallas line, but the interior, they're getting it done. They're getting a push and that run game. You talk about shortening the game. Dallas has no issue shortening the game because they're one of the most efficient in uh, points per possession in the NFL. And uh, they shorten games to protect their defense, but they're still explosive and putting up points. 
Mm, explosive just like nathan our guy coming in here with some yeah. stars good evening good evening everyone what's up broncos country dude we got to get ready the cowboys the broncos look man i'm i'm really tired i love it but i'm tired of seeing the peyton manning rollout clip because we're so far removed from that and mm -hmm. it just feels like uh, this could be a trap game trap games in the nfl happen i know that mm -hmm. the cowboys are a 10 point favorite for a reason we haven't even talked about the defensive side of the ball yet stay tuned some guy named michael parsons another guy named Diggs, seems to be leading the league in interceptions so seven picks mm -hmm. seven games something like that i'm not sure we'll talk about that uh but dallas man they are surging they're red hot we are all kind of waiting for them to collapse due to jerry jones the jokes the memes what have you the talent yeah. is for real mike mccarthy he's still gotta figure things out but you're looking at two candidates at possible head coaching replacements for the Denver Broncos also via the rumor trade or whatever you want to hear. You got Dan Quinn and then you got Kellen Moore. A lot of fans of both guys. Uh, obviously, Dan Quinn, a head coach before, but a lot of interesting storylines in this game, Nick. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, we got Andrew Baker coming in here saying just giving vibes for this win. Let's everybody give vibes for that win. That'd be great. Broncos four and four. If they go down and steal a game in Dallas. We're singing a different tune about this the rest of the season potentially as well. So uh, are we Denver, though? Are we? I mean, if you beat Dallas and then you have a chance to go home against Philadelphia, who's not, I mean, probably on the same tier as Denver uh, at Denver, you have you should have a good chance to beat them as well. You're talking about six and four after the bye week. Everything you want then is in front of you. Nobody's expecting Denver to win this game. They just traded Von Miller. Uh, they're injured. I'm not even sure if Malik Reed is going to play. He's got that hip injury going How about on. about that? Those hips so, down there in Glasgow man. too, dude. Yeah. I mean, man, things just keep piling up, Nick. You're right. I mean, like, maybe maybe this is a rallying cry. I mean, I it's hard for me to see that, but the possibility is still there, and we have to acknowledge it. So I appreciate that, Andrew. Thank you for the optimism. We, yeah. we have a lot of uh, wishful thinking, and it's almost like you have to talk yourself into a victory when you're I mean, looking at these Broncos games yeah. and it's really frustrating if I'm being honest especially covering this team it's frustrating saying the same thing every week you know run the ball stop the run yeah. you know things like that uh, clock management I mean we've seen this dance before it's just very very tough for Broncos country to sit by especially after George Payton doubled down in his comments to the public, the media, etc so I definitely feel the optimism but I also hear and feel the frustration as well yeah, and rightfully so. I mean, this is a team that we were sold all offseason uh, that, you know, great defense and ball control offense uh, would lead to some wins. And a lot of people were afraid to believe, right, with those first three wins, which rightfully so, not three not very good teams. Um, and then, you know, everybody's like, okay, this is who I expected to be the whole time. See, I told you, I had no reason to believe in you. You guys let me down. And then that just, you know, the toxicity and everything that can lead from that. But, you know, you are four and four. You got a win that you, should, you had to have against the Washington football team. Now you're going down to Dallas. Nobody's expecting you. How about Denver wins a game that nobody's, you know, expecting one where they when's don't the cover. Last time, when's the last time that happened? I can't even think of it off the top of my head. Broncos country. I guess we'll open it up to you unless Nick can throw one down here. And I'd take a guess because I, I, I'm racking my brain trying to figure out when that happened. When, you know, the Broncos actually surprised somebody. It's been that long. And that's, we're not trying to be dramatic, not trying to be, you know, anything. It's just keeping it real here. I mean, this Broncos, this Broncos offense has been held under 300 yards the last two games. They're 27th on third down. I mean, Palmer laid it out all week, 28th in the red zone. Uh, it's just atrocious right now, man. It's, so it's tough for Broncos country to hear from the new boss saying, I came here because of Vic Fangio. Maybe he did come here because of Fangio. Well, because Fangio is going to be gone. So uh, new owner and everything like that, you never know. But he's also got to put on that new face 
in front of the media, right? But there's a lot of reason for some of that frustration, but there's also reason for a lot of optimism. And David Wilder's coming in the house with some of that optimism, but also saying, look, I'm sick of it. And he's voicing some yeah. frustration. I just want Vic and company gone at the end of the season, uh, donating some of those stars. We appreciate that, David. Good luck in that contest. Yeah, uh, man, Vic, Vic and company. Uh, George Payton believes in them in front of the public. But Nick, you're plugged in just like I am. We have sources and little birdies, like some people like to say, all that crap, not PR people, um, that are around that locker room. And it feels like George Payton has done exactly what he was hired to do i think he's taking care of things and he's upset behind the scenes but in front of the public he's putting on that that business mentality i mean he's doing what you'd hope vic fangio would do in these frustrating times right like vic fangio goes out there and he's quick to point fingers at other people other coaches and whatnot instead of you know putting it on him and supporting his guys in front of the media versus what's going on behind the scenes so peyton comes out phd and coach speak good for him i mean Hats off to Patrick Smythe. He trained, he's trained Peyton well. Not that Peyton wasn't already knowing what he was doing here. Uh, but he comes out and he's saying, you know, I came here because of Vic Fangio. We love these guys, blah, blah, blah. Everything's everything we still want is in front of us. True to Pat, an extent. You know, he's Pat he's, Shermer's accomplished a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, actions speak louder than words. Are you trading Von Miller and eating salary if this team is uh six and two right now? No, of course not. Of course not. So uh this team still has a chance to make the playoffs, but I do think this is one where he has seen probably, listen, I, I went, did win all out. I fully invested in Vic Fangio this year. I went out and got multiple cornerbacks. So we went out and made moves. This is, this is what you wanted for your defense and the ball control offense as well. Okay, we'll try it. So far, it's not been very good. I know the Broncos right now, are like defensively, they're second in the league in points given up per, per game, but they're also, I think having like, they're at three less possessions per game too. And the Broncos actually have the, the defense has the best starting field position in the NFL. The offense is top five in uh, time of possession or yeah, time of possession per drive. So all these things are shortening the game. So I wouldn't totally just look at the statistics from a per game sample size because the Broncos are trying to play complimentary football. Defense is not getting it done, though, when you look at the advanced metrics and really start to dig into it. And that's on Vic. That's the defense. That's on you. You got to be top five. Otherwise, you're gone mastermind right where's this mastermind that we were talk we told yeah. about and i think vic's a good defensive coordinator i when people say great i'm just kind of like hmm yeah. okay well go back and look look at some of vic's history as well and that, just like you do mm -hmm. Shermer's, and trust me they'll he forgets more about football than i'll ever know but it's really yeah. tough to sit back and try to co-sign this product and i told myself i wouldn't do it but i'm gonna do it um it's not all on teddy all right. That's that's the thing. Teddy's not doing this team any favors right now, per se, but I don't think he's the reason for the collapse. He's uh, he's got a completion percentage, Nick, of eighty two point three versus the blitz. Uh, mm -hmm. He's leading the league saying that he yeah. can recognize the blitz and get rid of the ball. Now, those aren't always completions. That's just how much he's he's able to complete his passes. But uh, it's it's tough when people are trying to just take aim at a quarterback because it is the most important position, but this team has yeah. got so many issues and what starts at the head coach. That's rough, man. It's really rough. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's natural and normal for a fan base to point fingers at a singular person rather than it being, you know, a multitude of things that are issues for this team losing games, right? Like it's easy to point at the head coach. It's easy to point at the quarterback when it's probably not probably it is more complicated than that. Um, but if you did have an elite head coach, if you did have an elite quarterback, a lot of these other issues would be covered up. Uh, so at the same time, maybe they're not the problem, 
but they're definitely not the solution, right? So that's agreed. That's the that's the bottom line, especially in the AFC West. I mean, this Broncos team, they're four and four. If they win the game in Dallas, a lot can happen from there. You know, just give me a little bit of belief, right? Halloween's over. It's the season of believing already. So uh, why not a little bit here? Um, but uh, we got Travis coming in here saying, no offense to Quinn. He has that defense going. He's talking about Dan Quinn here, the uh, defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons and former defensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks Legion of Boom. Just clarifying for you folks out there. Uh, he has that defense going, but wishful thinking I'll take Kellen Moore. But hearing Jerry will keep him in Dallas to take over McCarthy when the time comes. Plus, if Moore was interested, would take some serious money. Um, I don't see any way that Jerry Jones can keep or, uh, Kellen Moore in Dallas unless he was going to fire McCarthy and move on from him, right? Like, I, you're not going to make, you're not, A, you're not going to make as much money as the offensive coordinator. Teams just pay way more for the head coach. And uh, he's not going to have the control that he would want as a uh, head coach versus an offensive coordinator there. So unless they're willing to move on from McCarthy, uh, when, um, uh, this team is good, then I can't see them being able to keep Kellen Moore. And it's not like McCarthy is, you know, 80 years old and he's like, Oh, two years from now you can take over. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not that situation. Yeah. It's, uh, it's tough for me because I put my frustrated fan hat on and I'm tired of these first year coaches coming in here and it not working yeah. out either. I mean, like, I'm not saying that's always the problem because you're right, Nick, it's, it's, um, so many different variables all call, coming in the stew and it just tastes terrible. I mean, it's too many ingredients. It's awful. It's just put together and we hope we're going to cook a meal. And it's when you don't have a head chef in the kitchen, things get bad. And, uh, this is where we're at. I don't know about Kellen Moore. I don't know what his NFL future looks like, but I'm tired of these one and dones coming through Denver. I mean, these, Vic Fangio, you know, senior citizen, bless his heart, uh, waited his whole life to be a head coach and, He's not a head coach. We see the struggles mm -hmm. that come with that. Vance Joseph, he wasn't a head coach either, but he's damn sure going to get another shot with the way that Arizona Cardinals defense is rolling. And I'm curious to see how he does, Nick. But yeah, totally. uh, we got Mr. Stu Meat coming in the house with a 499 Super. Appreciate you so much. Thanks for coming in to MHI on your Saturday night saying, what's up? How is it? Wonder if the Rams defensive coordinator plan to use Von Miller and pass coverage in tomorrow's game. Go Broncos win. Tomorrow is a trap game. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, you know, one of my favorite plays of Von Miller all time was one where he dropped back and intercepted Brady right in front of Gronk, right? Like to have that in your pocket, I don't think is the worst usage of Von Miller, um, but to see it as often as they were um, recently with Von Miller and also when Von is far and away your most effective edge rusher, um, that leaves you scratching your head. At least now, like if you're dropping Von Miller, you got Leonard Floyd, you got uh, Aaron Donald there as well. It's not what you want to do all the time, but uh, you do want to give them something to think about. Um, so you know, I hear you, uh, Mr. Stumi, and I'm just, I'm happy to see Von Miller maybe play with the lead for the first time in, what is it, six years? Um, I don't know if the Broncos have had a single lead in that time, it seems like, with the way Von hasn't been able to pin his ears back. But we got Shane coming in, talking about pinning his ears back, uh, watching the game tomorrow at my sister's place. She's a Cowboys fan. Ugh. Just want to see a competent offense for us tomorrow. Oh, man, your lips to the football gods ear, Shane. Uh, let's let's have a, if the Broncos can't win, how about let's cover and let's put up more than 20 points. Do you, do you have the Broncos putting up more than 20 points? No. No, no. me neither. They, uh, yeah. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, the optimism. You're like, hey, man, do you? No, of course not. Yeah. Uh, no, to quote John Elway. But no, like a 19 to 22 <sighs> points per game is where this Broncos offense is at. It's just, it's not good enough in, in 2021 NFL. We know that. The Broncos are a bad team, but you know what? Good teams get beat all the time in the NFL. Look at what happened to the Cincinnati Bengals after they went into Baltimore and just dominated. Well, they got smoked by the Jets, you know, and now they're bouncing yeah. back. And Broncos country, do you remember what it was like when we used to be the trap game? You're worried about a team like 
like the Jets coming in or you going on the road against the Jets and blowing a game or something like that. It was it was bizarre. Well, now you're potentially that team and if you're the Denver Broncos, which is tough. You've been the get right team for a lot of your opponents and you barely beat Washington and Nick. For the love of God, that last offensive series, I've never seen anything so incompetent in my entire life on the football field. That was just unnerving. It infuriated me, and it was totally unacceptable. I can't believe that was happening in a professional football game. Yeah, especially like at your own uh, at your own stadium. Like sometimes you see it in like college football or something where a team's on the road, and there's that situation where the fans are just going nuts and the young guys' nerves, and you see like a couple false starts or a holding that really gets them. And then you start panicking. You're in front of your home crowd. Peyton's Those people, in the house. I mean, Peyton, yeah. And Peyton was probably sitting there telling the home crowd to be quiet. You know, he used to get so mad at the fans when they yeah. were allowed and the offense was on the field. You, they, he got them trained. Um, and then to go out there and have three plays where it's just complete. I don't want to use a cuss word here, but just buffoonery, you yeah. know, all the way around, uh, just incompetence. And, it's really, honestly, it really bummed me out because Melvin Gordon was having an, a hell of a game. And then to yeah. go out there and do that, his first fumble and 217 carries or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been the Broncos' best offensive player this year. Uh, full stop. Um, uh, well, the running backs, that, the God, running backs man. have for sure. But Javante, I love you to death. But dude, come on, yeah. man. I do not make a habit of dropping this ball. I don't know if we got to get yeah. Studisville back here to get those blue covers for those blue footballs. Those blue footballs they used to make them carry around. But yeah. either way, we got Peter Middleton in the house coming in here, dropping some knowledge. Appreciate you, Peter, joining Nick and I and donating some of your uh, your time. That's the most precious thing that we can have in the world. But for every yeah. Super Chat, we very much appreciate y'all keeping the lights on. Uh, Peter saying, look, I would worry that Dan Quinn is another great coach who isn't a good fit as a head coach. Interesting theory, Nick. I've heard that uh, Dan Quinn is, is definitely a positive guy. He's a player's guy, but that doesn't always get you wins when you have to be in an authorita- authoritarian role uh, as a head coach where you got to get after guys, things like that. The bumper sticker mentality only lasts for so long, but I got to admit, I'm a little curious to see where Dan Quinn's future goes in the NFL. Well, hopefully it's not an authoritarian role. I'd be okay with an authoritative role, but no, no authoritarian. We had Mighty McDaniels here for long enough to have that authoritarian style guy. Um, but one more to- than Vic, one more, yeah. one more than Vic Fangio. I mean, he got yeah. blown out against the Raiders and got fired. Vic Fangio gets blown out against the Raiders, and hey, it's all good. You know, he was yeah. close. And that's what we get every week. I mean, you're right. Um, you know, I'm not trying to say let's get a hard ass in here. I don't want Jack Del Rio as my head coach or anything like that, but it's just, it's tough. Cause I look at Mike Shanahan and right. Obviously why isn't he in the hall? That's another conversation gets me fired up already. But like that man loved his players, his players loved him, but they also had a little bit of that, that, that respect slash fear, like with dad. Where it's like, oh yeah. man, that's you know, can't disappoint dad. Otherwise, we're 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 tripping a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so, man, let's bring back my Shanahan. Who knows? Um, but Dan Quinn, I mean, <laughs> a lot of good head coaches failed their first time as a head coach and then get that second mm-hmm. chance, and it Bill works Belichick. out fine. I mean, Bill Belichick, uh, Bruce Arians comes to mind. Bruce, um, Mike Shanahan again, like so. Could Vance uh, Joseph be the next one? I mean, we're all waiting possible. to see. We're we're projecting yeah. like when is this man going to get a head coaching job? Because you know it's got to be coming. Another shot. Yeah, and there's also um, Leslie Frazier who has that Bills defense number one in the NFL in run defense EPA per play and pass defense EPA per play. Now, granted, they've played a pretty soft schedule to date, but still, I mean, that's impressive. So uh, Travis coming in here saying, Luke and Nick, would you say that Kellen Moore is the next McDaniel's? 
Um, I think he is more of the next Kyle Shanahan, right? Where he's, he's a wonder kid. Um, getting a lot of hype with him right now. Um, I don't think he is this, he's not tethered to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, right? Like that's McDaniels was always kind of because of the, that greatness, you know, could he be great without those guys propping him up? Kellen Moore, I think is being great. Now, granted Dak Prescott's a hell of a quarterback. That's a really good roster there, but he's pulling all the right strings. And I love, um, what he does with pace, he'll come out there with his offensive drive. And this is something just Dallas in general, since we're in this uh, Dallas game, pay attention to how Dallas operates their offense. It's not everything is always go, 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 go. It's always, you know, up to the line, give us some time and they'll, they'll switch their pace back and forth. It's like a really good basketball team that knows like when the opponent's feet are flat, they'll go quickly, they'll go hurry up and they'll get you um, going backwards and off balance. Um, And they just really do a good job of shifting that pace per drive per play even. Um, and that's something that I don't think enough offensive personnel across the NFL do. I mean, if you can, if you're constantly going at the same pace, the defense can kind of start to get in the rhythm. But if you're going it back and forth and getting them off their toes and making them question things, it can be really good. So I, man, I'm, I love Kellen Moore. I love what he's doing. I, I would love to have him. The only reservations I have about Kellen Moore have nothing to do with Kellen Moore. It's with Jerry Jones. Anybody Jerry Jones likes, I like, oh, what's going on? I'm giving him the side eyeball just because it's Jerry. has nothing to do with Kellen Moore. It's just, you know, I'm interested. It's it's cool to see his growth so Mm -hmm. quickly in the NFL. I mean, a a career backup pretty much, and then journeyman quarterback, and now offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, offensive coordinator. It's pretty impressive, but – when you have trust with a quarterback and that offense is designed around the quarterback strengths and you get key players like a CD lamb, Amari Cooper, you know, things of the offensive line is just ready to go. You've got two running backs ready to run all over. It's really, really tough. And then you look at Pat Shermer and I'm worried Nick, and we haven't talked about it yet, but I want to bring it up right now. Is Pat Shermer going to support Calvin Anderson tomorrow? Who's getting the start at left tackle, or is he going to leave that man out on the Island? Cause uh, he's going to be going against Gregory, one of the Cowboys' best pass rushers as well, and that guy is no slouch. I wrote about it on myhighhuddle.com. I'm worried Pat Shermer is not going to aid uh, his his left tackle that's making his third career start. Yeah, and uh, he's going to – you're probably going to aid him somewhat schematically. It doesn't have to be, you know, giving a tight end a chip or a running back every time. It can be the type of plays that you're calling uh, for your quarterback where maybe you're not having as many slow-developing plays. Uh, in that kind of situation, because Pat still does like to separate, um, at least go with five guys in the offensive line to give the quarterback options. Sometimes that puts a lot of stress on the offensive line. But the one that scares me the most here, it's not just Calvin Anderson going up against it. It's that Randy Gregory is playing as good as almost any edge rusher in football right now. I mean, he is a twitched up to the max. I remember him coming out of Nebraska. He fell in the draft because he enjoyed uh, dancing with Mary Jane a little bit too much. And that kind of had some issues with him in the NFL early on as well. But He's so twitchy. He's so hmm. bendy. And Calvin Anderson, I mean, for the athlete that he's uh, portrayed to be, he's a little stiff, um, especially for bendy guys. So that's one that it does scare me. This is going to be a game where Teddy, I love that he's aggressive in the pocket. I love that he looks to hang tough, but you got to protect the football. You got to protect yourself and you got to get the ball out to those guys. And at some point, even if it's a pass short of the sticks, if you have a one-on-one with your playmaker and they have the ball, playmakers got to make a gosh darn play. No. You got to make it. Oh, I mean, he's out this game, so maybe we'll see Albert Okoye and I'll make a play in space. But uh, if you get the guy to a one-on-one in space, at some point, somebody's got to make a play. You, you, this is the NFL. You got to have a guy make a play. 
It's the league. Let it rip. And someone's got to make a play, man. Because you're not seeing a lot of plays out of the Denver Broncos offense. It's, you know, pissing a lot of people off for good reason. We got Peter Middleton in the house. What's up, Pete? Good to see you, bud. Hope your Halloween was awesome. Hope you're having a great fall. Um, This is a great question that'll kind of recap and we'll, we'll get back on the news here a little bit. What will our offensive line look like this week? It's been the biggest disappointment this year oh man this offensive line nick we talked about it being one of the best in the division and here we are uh so right now we mentioned it a little bit earlier calvin anderson is going to get his third career start in place of garrett bowles who injured his ankle um and i'm we're, we're all thinking that based off of what fangio and some other reporters are seeing that garrett bowles is going to probably go against the eagles so they're letting him sit this this go calvin anderson is going to be uh, his third career start, and then you've got Dalton Reisner in at left guard. You've got Lloyd Cushenberry in at center. Well, Graham Glasgow is dealing with a hip issue now, um, so they pulled up Austin Schlotman from the COVID, whoops, from the little bug replacement. Um, but it's it's tough. And then you've got your right tackle, Bobby Massey, who's going to have a man. He's going to have his hands full. Micah Parsons, they got rid of the linebacker call audio in his helmet and he is just a pass rusher now and he's going to get after bobby massey that guy's got to hit at least one quarterback hit in every game except for one and uh it's going to be brutal this offensive line has got to get going it's not anything sexy or you know it takes a lot of brains to figure this out run the ball Shermer. run the ball we say it every week yeah i don't i don't think that this is not the time to keep anything also you know like sometimes you see coaches like i want to put something on tape to set something else up later down the road you need you know you're in the playoffs now this is a playoff game you have to win it so there's no reason to hold anything back uh you know not to be the water boy right last game of the season can't hold anything back now uh but some misdirection you know uh, we see micah parsons where he's an incredible athlete uh he sometimes can get caught a little bit in his head and start facing the wrong direction and get out of place uh especially with misdirection so i know that you're missing your twitched wide receivers and KJ Hamler that can do that jet sweep stuff. And uh, Jerry Judy's not hundred percent, but you need to figure out some way to get some misdirection quickly and in the box because Parsons is one who can be, have issues with that. And also uh, Jabril Cox is out for the year. Leighton Vander Esch is a shell of what he was before his neck injury. So um, I think you can, use the aggressiveness of Micah Parsons against him. Now he, <laughs> you gotta be careful because he's an incredible athlete and he can make a big play and he can kill you. Uh, but still that's, you know, well, when a linebacker is over aggressive and over over pursues, that can create some things. And that's when your running backs and your tight ends can really start to open things up. Well, maybe so Natani Moody is is going to be on that little bug list. Um, yeah. So what's that look like at right guard for you? Could we see the belly Quinn Miners in at right guard or are we looking at Austin Schlotman? What do you what do you think the right guard's going to be if Graham Glasgow can't go? And for those of you that don't know what we're referring to, Graham Glasgow was was on that banged up list of, of hips, those injured hips. Uh, we got Chubbs down there, man, busted up all the hips because it's bizarre. You get, and on a Friday, you're getting these injuries. I mean, and here we are, Nick. Yeah, what do you think uh, about the right guard position? I would play uh, Quinn Miners, but the question is, have they had Quinn Miners get enough reps at right guard versus left guard, where it's where he was uh, the one time he's played this season or the one and a half games he's played this season. So um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it is Schlotman, just as, because the communication and the technique is slightly different from left to right. And I'm not sure how comfortable Miners would be going on the right side, but uh we'll see i hope they play uh, miners though because he needs the work and we want to see him oh and we got some uh interesting ads coming in here let's uh 
block that user. All right. I love this. Listen to Jay real quick. Jay's my guy, and he's pulling up some Pat Shermer quotes. I love it, Jay. Keep them coming. Uh, quoting Pat Shermer from earlier this week, Broncos offensive coordinator. Well, sometimes the other team gets sacks, and they get pl- they get paid to win too. Uh, that's Pat Shermer. You are offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos, and he's saying that after Calvin Anderson surrenders 10 sacks, 50% stock in the Broncos, and his own kid. That's savage. Absolutely savage, Jay. I love it. Uh, Pat Shermer, man, it's infuriating sometimes to watch this offense. Uh, he can get things going at times, but he feels like a recycled coach, if I'm being completely honest. Um, he's just going to, I think, probably go back to college for a little bit at, at a certain point. I think his ride in the NFL is is quickly running its course. Um, I don't know if he's going to be a quarterback coach or something like that, but I do not see the same successful coach that George Payton was alluding to in his press conference. And um, it's tough. It's tough when you've got a losing product and you don't know what's going to happen. And I I see a lot of people asking a little bit about the ownership, because when that happens, we will know a little bit more of the future. We will understand if there's going to be a new expectation or a new direction. David weighing in saying, asking the question rather, when we, when will we ever get a new owner? I agree. We really need a new owner, dude. Ownership, man. Starts from the top down, Nick. Yeah, new owner should be coming here pretty soon. Uh, so that's uh, on the horizon. That should be good for everybody. Uh, but um, it's going to happen probably after the free agency cycle, after a new coach comes in. So uh, that could make a really weird dynamic for people who is brought in and uh, also could be a weird dynamic, even just trying to hire somebody given, I mean, if I was interviewing for that job, obviously I'd like it, but if I had my choice of gigs, like let's say a Doug Peterson uh, who could probably go to any spot he wants to, I mean, Super Bowl winning head coach, offensive mind, um, he probably would rather have somewhere where he has a little bit of overtures and promises from his, from the ownership situation. And you're not going to get that in Denver because it's going to happen after the new head coach is hired. Mm. It makes it tough. tough. It makes it tough. It's, you know, I heard on the local airwaves and through social media and everything in Denver this week, you know, they're basically in a 12 game preseason and I can't give you a lot of pushback. Um, We're four and four though. I mean, come on, Nick, you're saying this is a playoff game. This isn't a playoff game, dude. This is a waste of time. It's a waste of time. Yes, it's it not is. a waste of time because you're going to go get Jerry Judy hurt on the turf after he just came back. We know he shouldn't be playing in the turf with that bummed ankle. Like, come on now. The Cortland Sutton's wearing a left tackle brace. Who do you think's going down tomorrow for the Broncos? They're dropping like flies, Nick. They're dropping like flies. And Vic Fangio, he doesn't even know what's going on on offense. Uh, thank God Von Miller was a defensive player. Other Vic yeah. Fangio, otherwise, Vic Fangio wouldn't even know the guy was gone. You play to win the game, and the Broncos are four and four right now. You got to have a little bit of pride, and you you hope that you guys, you know, you got rid of Von Miller. Nobody believes in us. Head coach or the general manager doesn't believe in us, but I believe in us. You know that kind of thing. And you go out there. We saw the Jets take it to the Bengals just last week. And if Denver wins this game at five and four with the Eagles coming to town, and then a bye week. You have everything you want in front of you. This is, and obviously, it's easy for us to say we're not in that locker room. We're not a part of that team, but. They cannot punt on the season yet. You are sitting there at four and four. And if you win this game, you are right back into a chance to make the playoffs. And are you going to go far in the playoffs? No, but you don't want to see them giving up. You want them to play for each other. And these guys are auditioning for bigger contracts for bigger roles going forward. So I, I really mean, hope already, that they do fight for each other and they go out there and have a good game. I mean, just, I do. just compete. I compete. hope that, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. And I love the optimism. This is why we're good together, man. I, I mean, like, but it's just like when I see them quitting on on plays and stuff like that, it just pisses me off. And it's like, you are quit. I've seen it already. You've already quit. I've seen the coaches quit. I'm hearing that coaches are losing the players. Uh, I mean, it, you're hearing the same thing. It, it's just, it's 
unbelievable that we're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting to get different results. And it's tough because that comes from the top down. And, you know, when the head coach is not inspired, these players aren't inspired either. And Andrew Baker weighing in, first-time coaches are like first-time QBs. They either take off or need time to develop like Josh Allen. But this NFL league is impatient and bad decisions are made with impatience. I like that, Andrew Baker. That's that's a good, interesting perspective to look to look at because I'm kind of saying I'm frustrated with the one-year quarterbacks and coaches and everything like that. Yeah. Andrew's coming in saying, look at the other flip side of that. Wouldn't you like a Sean McVay? Because he was a first, everyone was a first year coach once, right, Nick? Yeah. I mean, you can't weed them all out. So I like that positivity, Andrew. Yeah, and Andrew coming in saying, just draft Hutchinson, give us one of our own Bosa's. Uh, he's an evil Bosa, right? Because uh, Bosa's all went to um, Ohio State and he went to uh, Michigan. So maybe, maybe an evil Bosa or Bizarro Bosa. How about that? Um, there are some really good uh, edge rushers in this class. Uh, George Karloftis is really talented. There's David. Ojabi as well, who is the opposite edge rusher for uh, Michigan. Um, he's apparently having a, an incredible game right now. And he actually went to the same high school as uh, Odafe Owe. So, and he actually conv- Odafe Owe convinced him to go out for football. So pretty awesome night from Nigeria to Scotland over that the U S cool. an incredible athlete. Um, so that's really good. And obviously Kayvon Thibodeau, who's actually playing about 15 minutes from me right now uh, at the Husky stadium, uh, not there. It's pouring rain. So man, I, I pity the fool standing out there right now to watch a nine to three game, I think is what the score. Um, but Peter coming in saying, no, Luke, no, Luke, a waste <laughs> of time is without Hello. Broncos football. Uh, even, even then we have the draft and free agency to look forward to. I love this, P- some positivity here. And uh, you know, the Broncos may be down right now, but I do think that maybe in this pit of misery that we found ourselves in, we can have a little bit of perspective of how good the Broncos had it for so long with that franchise yeah. quarterback. Um, and you know, it's only, it has only been six years as an eternity, but it has only been six years since this team was elite and hoisting up the Lombardi trophy. You know, other teams have gone a long, long time. So uh, I've got scars here from uh, Deshaun coming in. What do you guys think of Mike LaFleur for offensive coordinator for the jets? He was calling great plays the other night. Um, I love it. I think it's a great question. Uh, Deshaun, I absolutely, you, this is why Broncos country is the most educated fan base in the NFL. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're already doing some of our own scouting, right? Looking Mm -hmm. at other offensive coordinators. I absolutely love that. Deshaun. Excellent. Excellent question. Thank you for joining Nick and I on MHI. Um, I like it. I think he's obviously going to get some attention with that Lafleur name and that head coaching tree that he came from that works so well and that we are all probably a little biased towards because we love it. We've seen what it can do. We've seen it progress. We've seen it evolve. Um, It's tough to not be curious, but you also have to have a little bit of caution. I could see Lafleur, and I'm hearing just little whispers that maybe another year. Uh, look at yeah. a, a candidate. He's got to show something. You've got to build something in this league. And, you know, his head coach, Robert Sala, he's trying to build something in this league. And I like that man a lot and wish them well. And it's a bizarre situation to see what they're going through with their quarterbacks, too. I mean, had a little bit of Skrilla on the line the other night for that guy White, and he completely let me down getting hurt. <laughs> yeah. He, um, the big thing for LaFleur is going to be he needs to show that he can bring the best out of Zach Wilson, right? If you have that number three or number two overall pick, excuse me. Um, and he's really struggled this year. I don't know which quarterbacks looked worse between uh, Justin Fields and Zach Wilson, obviously both in not good Ooh, situations. That's but... a good question. Uh, yeah. They both are kind of swimming in the same boat. I mean, that's yeah, booked bad. Wow. That's a There's good question. Three, I had never thought about that, uh, but it'll be interesting to see, but either way, 
the floor is going to have to show if I was in bringing in a coach, you have to show that you can develop somebody like Zach Wilson, that level of investment and also being a part of the process that identifies that guy and brings him in. Right. Like you, it's not like he, he had a, some say in that as well. So um, what if before you give him a head coach? What if like, to your point, as you were talking about that, I, I thought immediately, I'm like, well, what if, what if that becomes, you know, the eventual candidacy for a head coach in the Chicago bears, you got Nagy probably on his way out uh, a young rookie quarterback. I mean, what if they call to interview him? I, I don't know, but to your point, you've got to show that you can do something. And yep. Lawrence Rivera always showing that he can do something with all that support and love that he gives MHI every Saturday night. We really appreciate you. And he's saying, go. Hey guys, what's up? But since we're keeping this coaching roster due to Peyton, who do we need to bring in to make them look good? Oh, man. Who do you need to make Vic Fangio look good? Well, they don't need Vaughn Miller. They said that. Um, Jonathan Cooper, if we want to be optimistic. I mean, like, I know, I know. I say that tongue in cheek. But, like, he played yeah. a really good game the other day. I think you're seeing him make those mistakes in real time. And I actually am okay with it because you need to see that. You need to see some of that over pursuit. You need to see him get caught up in a wedge block. You need to see all these different things because he's learning on the job. Um, but, man, what do you need to make Vic Fangio good, Nick? <laughs> An elite franchise quarterback. I mean, that's, it's so obvious, but that's, that's what it is. I mean, Bill Belichick, as soon as Tom Brady left, they have, they're playing below 500 football there in new England. So, I mean, I know everybody's tripping over themselves for Mac Jones, but that's a four and four team right now. Right. And they were bad last year. So uh, if you have a franchise quarterback makes it a lot, a lot, a lot easier. Are you not Uh, down with Mac Jones? Um, I am down with Mac Jones being a competent starter, but it's the same. I have him right now in the same bracket where it's like, okay, Baker Mayfield, Love you on your rookie contract. For okay. the love of God, I'm not paying you. You're not good enough for me to pay you that, that kind of money. But it's his, yeah, it's his first That's year. Tier, I think he is. We, we'll see where mm. he goes from here. He mm. just he doesn't bring anything plus for me. And like almost every single quarterback in the last five years that has gone on to become an elite quarterback has some sort of plus to their game, whether that be athleticism or arm talent. And Mac Jones doesn't bring either of those. Now he's a great, accurate quarterback. He can get the ball out and be a distributor. But I, I think there's a big cap to that in the league for that young quarterback. Uh, maybe hmm. he goes on to be Tom Brady or Peyton Manning as far as not amazing athlete and the touch and stuff works, but uh, that's just not been the trend for the last five years for quarterbacks. Interesting. I liked Matt coming out. I, man, that would have been tough to try to pick him if you were the Broncos. I love the pastor tan pick. Everybody knows that. I also yeah. liked Micah Parsons a lot, which will be kind of interesting to see him uh, mm-hmm. up close and in action. I think he's going to have a day against Bobby Massey just because he's that type of player. So uh, Pat Shermer, you got to help your tackles, but George Fox weighing in a little bit saying, uh, what's up guys. The guys on this team know that we're not as good as we had hoped, but they know in a rebuild, some of them will be looking for a different team. So they've got to play for their chances of getting a job on another team. George, that's an excellent take. You got to put film out. If this team's going nowhere fast, there are a lot of one-year deals, Kyle Fuller, Melvin Gordon, Teddy Bridgewater, right? Um, yeah. who else, who else am I missing? You know, like just uh, one off year the... deals, Kareem Jackson, Kareem Jackson. Deal. Yeah. Um, Kenny young has a one year deal left. Mm-hmm. Um, Graham Glasgow is somebody who could be on the chopping block, uh, for next sure. season for a one year deal. Um, unfortunately, Tim Bryce Patrick. Hands off. Uh, Tim Patrick, yep, Thanks, Button, obviously. So those are some good ones. Um, but again, like, I really hope that Teddy Bridgewater, whoever's in that locker room right now is saying like, look, Nobody expects us to go down to Dallas. If we play the game that, you know, control the football, protect the football, get after it, not give up the big play, which they've been better in the last two weeks. They have not given up the explosive back backbreaking play on defense. They can go down there and shock the world. 
uh, because nobody's expecting them, but it's the NFL. And if you win that game, you know, you just start stacking wins. So I'm not, I bet against them. I picked the Broncos to lose 30 to 17, you know, not only losing, but against the spread as well. Um, But you really are hoping that in that locker room, at least, you know, they're, they're, uh, what is it? Bat or buckling down the hatches or whatever they say, batting down the hatches um, and really Mm -hmm. getting after it. So that's what you want. And it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's tough, man. Lando Lee coming in with some love. Appreciate you. Thank Thanks, you so Lando. much, Lando. And good luck, man, on, on picking a Bronco jersey of your choice if you win that raffle. We really, really yeah. appreciate it. Um, it. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. I was talking to my dad today because he helps coach on our flag football team and all that fun jazz. And he's like, hey, man, do you ever find it weird that Teddy Bridgewater's, you know, never pissed off? And I'm like, I guess it's just kind of his personality. What do you mean by that? And he goes, well, it seems to me if you were just getting your head kicked in, uh, I would get pretty upset at my offensive lineman at a certain point or just kind of at least frustrated. And I just, I hear it. I hear that and we're all human, but Teddy is so calm and just, uh, I don't want to say like he doesn't care, but he's, you know, writing smile, have fun on his wristbands, right? That Fox is showing us and things like that. And it's just not really who he is. I think he wants to keep everybody happy. He's that eternal optimist. Yeah. But if you're looking for Peyton Manning to go dog cuss a guy or get after, you know, somebody and show a little bit of passion that way, I don't think you're going to see that with Teddy B. Yeah. I mean, and different styles of leadership for every single person. You know what I don't want is somebody to be inauthentic. Right. Like the yeah. players can sniff that out. These are adults. They've sure. seen things. And if Teddy comes in there and is like rah, rah, and like yelling at these guys when that's not who he is or who he's ever been and shown that, they're going to know that it's not authentic. So, Ooh, real you quick, gotta be Pete, leadership is your own self. Real, real quick, Pete, we'll get back to you. But you no, know, look, I correct myself, I guess. James is James got our back here. He's saying, Luke, what are you talking about, man? Teddy was yelling and throwing the tablet a couple weeks ago. I love it. Throw that tablet. How about you throw it at one of your offensive linemen and then getting it done? Like, no, I'm not saying go like start a fight, but it's just like, you know, hey, come on, guys, let's go now. I'm tired of getting hit. Let's go. Yeah. I got your back. I will not screw this play up. You know, like it, sometimes it takes leadership like that. And it's yeah. it's tough because you just don't like you said, authenticity. That matters a lot. I really like that you brought that up. Yeah. So and uh, I know a lot of people want to hear this, but if right now the Broncos obviously got the Von Miller capital and everything, but there's a reality out there next year where Teddy Bridgewater is your starting quarterback again. Now, he's not the long term answer, um, but at least then you're not trading, you know, four day two picks for Sam Darnold. Right. Like that's that is when you're really making a mistake um, versus, uh, you know, the short term kind of keeping yourself afloat with that kind of one year deal. And that's what this was this year. I mean, it really was just a keeping yourself afloat and giving yourself flexibility going forward with uh, Bridgewater versus Locke. So uh, Peter coming in saying who turns around their season, Fant, Reisner, Cushenberry, or none of them. Uh, I think Fant is going to turn his season around. He's just, he's too talented. I think he's a little bit uh, in the soup right now, as they say. Uh, he, and I, from what I've heard, soup? what is that? What does that mean? In this, is that an Iowa th- in the soup? Has anybody else heard of this? I've never heard of in the soup. In the soup is just kind of like you're in your own head and you're struggling. Uh, so like you're in a funk, you know. Like a, it's, I think it's a, I've heard it as a baseball term when a guy is really in cold and they're okay. they're in the soup. So once they kind of get back soup. on track, yep. So I'm totally uh, gonna use that and probably screw it up. I'm just gonna, yeah. Where are you at? I'm in the soup. Well, that means yeah, we've all been there too. Um, <laughs> but uh, hopefully you're out soon. But. Uh, we talked about Peyton's an, an authentic point here. Um, I, I would be shocked if this team wasn't frustrated with Fant so far this season, but one and a half years of control left 24 years old and a freak athlete. Um, that's for the tight end position. Uh, that's stuff you don't quit on. So I'm hoping that it'd probably be fan. Yeah. Maybe you see Alberto Okwebenon come out there and have a game. Maybe fans like, okay, you know what? Bet 
game on. I got, I yeah. got to be better. Otherwise I'm going to get Wally pipped here. So uh, throwing out all these old school. Yeah. Dang. You guys. Dang. Yeah, man. You're an old man. I absolutely I love am. it. No, that's yeah. a great question. P I love that. Um, Reisner needs to step up to, to the plate a little bit for me. His play has been so wildly inconsistent. He's a great guy. We love him. We love the story. We love yeah. the man. Uh, we really want to be like all about the player, but you yeah. got to improve. But again, these things are tough to do. It's tough to evolve when you're constantly held back by a guy that doesn't even know what offense means unless he's looking right at it on the opposing side. It's just, it's frustrating. It's maddening. I know we got Mike Munchak, but it's really, really tough. Andrew Lampy in the house. What's up, man? Thank you for all of your support and joining Nick and I and Scott on MHI every Saturday night at 6 p.m. Out on Mile High Huddle. Um, asking the question who are some nose tackles? that Denver should be looking at next year via free agency or the draft. Nick, before we get to that, we're speaking about nose tackles. Talk a little bit about the nose tackles um, that Broncos country should have their eye on tomorrow, whether it be a Bronco or a Cowboy. And then uh, how would you supplement the, this team? Uh, that's a great question by Andrew Lamp. I don't think the Cowboys, they're 4-3 base, right? Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. So they don't really have a true nose tackle. They got a couple um, of big boys up in there. Yeah. Yeah. So zero technique, one technique kind of thing there. It's whoever's lined up closest to the center, right? And you can have the head up, which is the zero technique or slightly uh, shaded off the center in one of those gaps, either a gap. That would be your one technique. Uh, so Broncos uh, nose tackle, nose guard, whatever you want to call him, is Mike Purcell. Uh, he's been dealing with a injury, but he should be playing in this game. At least that's uh, my understanding. He'll be playing. And I think we saw Shamar uh, Stephen, St Stephen uh, have some solid reps there as well mm -hmm. um, this season when uh, Purcell's been injured. And uh, on Ajim is, pissing, Ajim is pissing me off. I'll tell you that. I'm not yeah. seeing it from that kid. And I was high on him coming out of uh, Arkansas, right, and going to the Shrine and interviewing him, talking to him, seeing him up close. Not getting it done, dude. This is no. your opportunity. Uh, no. Mid-round draft pick. You know, late. This is it, man. And, and you're just kind of going out there and playing grab butt. I don't like it. Well, he he was always going to be a somebody who took a little bit of time um, because of the transition. They ran a three three five, I believe, at Arkansas, and he played one of those defensive end positions. So the transition to the interior, you still have two and a half years of control left on him. He's probably somebody who you're happy that he can kind of cut his teeth a little bit this season. Um, but I'm not ready to indict him as being a total bust of a pick until what we see what he looks like next year. I think that's probably he needs another year in the strength and conditioning program. Uh, to really kind of get an idea of what he's going to be. He needs to change his number. Maybe that's what it is and why I'm grouchy, right? Because I love, I love, D, I love Def Wu and D Wolf, my guy. So yeah. yeah, maybe that's what it is. I'm just a grouchy old man. David coming back in. Uh, good, good, good take here. If we trade picks, it should only be for a quarterback. We believe that can be a franchise quarterback. This has been the recipe for Super Bowls, for the recipe for all the Broncos success in the long run. Obviously, it's the ultimate team sports. Why we love it. The greatest game on this planet. Um, but this is it. This is what Broncos country knows. It's mm -hmm. trading to get a quarterback and that gets you a championship. Do you think George Payton is going to try to implement that? He kept referencing, we're going to build this the right way. What is the right way for George Payton? The right way is putting a winning product on the field, right? I, there's, there's multiple avenues. Um, and we know that the Broncos, it sounds like right now, they're first going to prod the, market as far as a veteran and that kind of trade, but Peyton and five Broncos scouts slash front office people uh, were in Oxford, Mississippi today, uh, home of Arch Manning, right? Arch Manning back in the day there for Ole Miss taking on Liberty and uh, watching two quarterbacks, Matt Corral and Malik Willis. So the Broncos are obviously doing their due diligence in this quarterback class as well. 
Um, both of those guys have a lot of tools, a lot of traits. Neither of them I would probably put above the top five quarterbacks drafted last year. Agreed. Um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, the media is wrong about those things. You know, like I full full disclosure, I liked I thought Josh Rosen would be a good quarterback. You know, terrible. Um, I was a Trevor, and, Trevor Simeon guy, and he's out there beating Tom Brady. Ha! Yeah, I mean, and obviously a team thought enough of Josh Rosen to go up and take him at 10. You know, busts happen every year. It's a really yeah. inexact science. So sure. maybe last year's quarterback crop that was really highly thought of, um, three of the five turn out to not be very good. And this year's crop, which is not being thought very highly of, uh, somebody emerges and is great. I mean, it really is. There's a good amount of luck involved. Um, it's very much a crapshoot in that regard. And if they want to mm. take a swing on a guy, and I hate that uh, word, I hate I, it's, that it's, word. And you know that we yeah, hear that word all the time. Crap yeah. shoot, man. We put you're, I mean, maybe I hate it. Cause there's a little bit of truth in it. Right. Yeah. Like, because you put in so much work and mm-hmm. you do, I do the scouts, everybody does. And then you could be right, but you could also be wrong. And you know what? I would say, at least for me, if I'm speaking completely honest, I'm more wrong than I am. Right. When I am right on a player, I celebrate it and take victory laps, but I'm wrong on players all the time. But you put in yeah. all that work and it's so frustrating. Yeah. No, you are uh, you're hundred percent there. It is frustrating. We got a birthday in the house too. I want us to get that. But Lawrence Rivera Whoa. first. Um, do you guys catch the pay- the game Peyton went to to see the quarterbacks and what's your take? Nick um, did. I watched it. Uh it was a game and somebody had a I can't remember who it was. Somebody had an amazing tweet. Um, it reminded me a lot of Josh Allen going to the University of Iowa and getting his teeth kicked in by the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, and it's like, okay, well, he's getting hit before he's even completed his drop back. Like, what am I taking away from this, from evaluating for him, evaluating him? Because he looks terrible because his team is so drastically uh, mm-hmm. out-talented, especially in the, the in, <laughs> in the trenches, just completely. Yeah. So uh, Matt Corral looks really good. Um, he's pretty accurate and he's twitched up too, which I love about my quarterbacks cannot have slow feet. You don't have to be an amazing athlete, but you have to be twitched up. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Liberty university, my hometown Willis is really good. Yeah. Tina. Uh, yeah. Tina. That's yeah, dope, Tina. man. We got Broncos country all over. Thanks for joining MHI with Nick and I, man. That's awesome. That's so cool to see. Yeah. And I'm going to let you guys on a little secret as well. Um, having gone to a couple games from the, the press side of things and seeing the executives there, uh, college games, that is, um, some of these scouts, some of these front office people, they're gone at halftime. They're not there to take in that full game, uh, which is crazy as it sounds, because they can get the all 22 later, right? They can rewind things and get a better view than where they're sitting. They're going to those games to watch those guys throw in person in the pregame uh, warmups and whatnot to see, you know, do they have that arm? Does it look like other guys in the NFL that they've seen? Um, they're looking to see how they interact with their coaches and teammates. It's that stuff that's not on the game that you witness only by being in person that those guys are in person to see. So everybody's like, oh, man, Malik Willis, you know, didn't look good against Ole Miss. Uh, I bet you some of those Broncos scouts weren't even there for the end of the game because they're going to get the tape later. It's about that stuff for the the pregame, how those guys are interacting if they pass the eye test as archaic and crazy as that sounds. It's, that's how it operates. Yeah. Well, and I love John. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying it, but he's not, he doesn't have the whiskey burps at Oregon looking at Justin Herbert anymore, you know, going around yeah. like it's not just like that casual. I'm going to go look at the quarterback that I love, and that's how we roll. Uh, yeah, I went back and I found out we've got a happy birthday in the house. What's up, mm-hmm. Andrew? Happy birthday, man. Andrew Chandler. That's so cool. Absolutely love birthdays. I think that birthdays and holidays, you should really celebrate friends, family, and yourself. Yeah. Do something for yourself, even if it's joining MHI on your Saturday night, man. That's super cool of you to join us on our birthday. So happy birthday, Andrew. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Andler, uh, Andler, uh, Andrew Chandler, uh, Andler. 
Andler, the chin Andler love love, right? for, for the friend, the friends throwback. I love um, it. Another quarterback had a really good game today. Sam Howell. Um, that's somebody mm-hmm. that I've heard the Broncos have some interest in as well. Um, he's not one that mm-hmm. I feel great using a top 20 pick on, but again, there you hate the word, but at some point I really do think there is value in taking a quarterback and just hope it's a dice roll. And yep. if you hit awesome, if not, you need to be in a position where you can roll again. Um, so I think maybe sitting there, there's three avenues um, that I see that are viable there for the quarterback. You could be like the 2004 uh, Raiders sitting there taking Cleo Mack at four. And then in the second round, taking Derek Carr to nope, nobody knew they knew what Derek Carr would become. He wouldn't last there, but you waited and you took a shot and you hit another one would be like the Patriots this year sitting there at 15 Mac Jones fall to you. Guess what? If Mac Jones sucked this year and the Patriots are picking at top five, they'd be picking a quarterback. They'd be looking at a quarterback again, even though they just invested in Mac Jones. Mm. And the other one would be the, the Raven. You don't think I personally, I think that they would be doing Bill? that. Bill? Bill, you got to get it right. Otherwise Bill's you're done. Bill should know that. Bill never takes the quarterback though. That's my only thing. Did. Like <laughs> you know, one, what once every yeah. 50 years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's tough. You're right. I mean, your point about like, yeah. if it doesn't work, you could scrap it and move on. We, you talked about Josh Rosen, what the Cardinals do. They scrapped it and moved on. I mean, like, I guess there shouldn't be a a lot of shame in in saying, like, all right, this quarterback didn't work out. We know it didn't work out. Let's get him out of here. Why the Broncos aren't doing that with Drew Locke is beyond me. Why Brett Rippon is taking up an active roster spot is beyond me. Uh, Andrew Baker coming in saying, we got all the Andrews up in the house for the Andrews uh, emoji. A lot of Andrews, and it's super cool to see Broncos country. Our chat is just absolutely blowing up. Wishing a happy birthday to one of the many Andrews in there as well. Uh, You got Steve Trigger coming in saying, look, Pat Mahomes was not a superstar in college also. Sometimes you find these quarterbacks. Sometimes, you know, you hit the lottery, as as we talked about, you know, crapshoot, lottery, same sort of um, Mm -hmm. philosophy, but it's tough. It's really tough. We have both said that obviously this isn't a great quarterback year. If you wanted a quarterback, your chances of hitting would probably have been taking one last year. Um, but there's going to be some su- successful quarterbacks coming out of this next year's draft. We just don't know who they're going to be. Yeah, we got stars from Andrew saying Andrew Strong. Uh, the final viable option here for this class, maybe there isn't one who's worth a top 10 pick. Um, as silly as it, is, as it is looking in hindsight, the Ravens in 2018, they took a guy by the name of Hayden Hurst before moving back into the first round, getting that fifth year option, taking Lamar Jackson. So it doesn't have to be this. We have to trade in the top 10 to take a guy. Um, I think that there are multiple avenues where you can still add to this room um, and hopefully, you know, take a dice roll, but hopefully hit on that. And unfortunately, I don't think there's any quarterback in this class that is day one ready besides Kenny Pickett. And I don't I think he's really limited, um, but yeah. it will be interesting. So there's, there's yeah. options. There's there should be hope because there's no such thing as a guarantee. No such There's thing no as no such thing as a guarantee, but I'm gonna do it. I can guarantee you tomorrow. Watch Jerry Judy and Trayvon Diggs, dude. Watch those. I like those. Are, that should be a matchup, right? Like mm-hmm. Alabama versus Alabama, former teammates. These guys know each other. On um, the other side, you got that some guy named CD Lamb. You know, you might have heard of him. Pretty decent wide receiver, taken in the same draft as Jerry Judy. Uh, it's going to be insane. Travis Weber, we're going to start and wrap up the show on MHI, and I'm going to get to my prediction. Nick, you gave a score, but I'd like you to kind of give that again, another recap of what you think yeah. the game is going to be. Travis coming in saying it was brought up last night or the night before. How do you feel about Utah's Cam Rising? I uh, need to see more from Cam Rising. I, I don't know if he's a senior or coming out or not, but I know that he wasn't the starter out of the gate for Utah. That would have been Charlie Brewer. 
uh, who quit football, I guess at halftime or something. I, I, I don't know, but um, because of that kind of situation where he wasn't the dude out of the gate, I'm probably going to say Charlie Brewer is not one that I have high on my list to spend a lot of time digging into at this point. Now, obviously things can happen, um, but uh, that's just off the cuff without having done anything besides a like peripheral view of Utah. I'm much more interested in Utah's linebacker. Uh, Devin Lloyd, I think is his name. He's, he's a really good linebacker, but Charlie Brewer, RX. Yeah. Charlie Brewer. No, no rising cam rising. I'm not really sure yet. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right. Broncos are going to be taking on the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow. It's an early game mm-hmm. um, back hitting the road. No, no rest for this team, man. And this team, this is going to be the first game they play without Von Miller on the roster. It's kind of weird, right? When you think about that, you're also mm-hmm. going to see one Von Miller. Uh, don't worry. If you, if you want to see him, you're going to you can see him on Sunday Night Football uh, with the Rams. So that's going to be pretty bizarre to see as well. All right. I'm going to get to my prediction. I got Dallas winning just similar score to you and i saw the when you sent your prediction in i'm like yeah we're thinking the same thing we all kind of are i got 31 10 dallas roll in denver i just i i think that man i just think that they're gonna run the ball they're gonna run it hard and there's no need to get Dak hurt there's no need to have him getting tackled there's no need for any of that hand the ball to zeke but give it to pollard Give it to your guy for your fantasy football team, man. You should be feeling really good tomorrow because uh, Tony Pollard, he's going to get at least one touchdown against this Denver Broncos team. It's going to be bad. The offensive line is a very, very good unit. This offense is just uh, – it's crazy with Pat Shermer. I don't know what to expect. If you got McManus, play him because they're going to need a lot of field goals. That's why I only have him putting up 10 points. Yeah, and for me, the guy that I am really interested in watching in this game from a Broncos perspective – uh, and one that I hope coming after, after this game, we can be positive and be like, you know what? That guy had a really good game. I'm excited about this guy going forward. Baron Browning, uh, Baron Browning mm-hmm. had his, I think his first official start last yep. week. Another Broncos traded for Kenny young. And there's a lot of preseason hype about Justin Stranod, but Baron Browning injured multiple times this year. So far outside linebacker off ball linebacker, he that made some mistakes in coverage last year, but he's a different athlete than yeah. any other off ball linebacker. This Broncos team has, and you talk about stopping the run. Uh, this is a game where Browning is one, where we're going to find out a lot about his ability. Um, even though he's going to have some mistakes out there. Uh, I think we're going to be excited about the splashes he has. And I mean, even to talk more about him, the first start right last year at the off ball linebacking position, Broncos gave him the green dot, even though Kenny young has played yep. in the scheme. Justin Chenaud has been here for two years. Now they gave the green dot to Baron Browning, which to me says, that's a guy that we have a lot of high hopes for. Not only he's going to make mistakes, but not only the rest of the season, but going forward. So I'm really excited to see what number 56 can do out there in Baron Browning. Hopefully he makes me look smart and saying, I'd rather have Baron Browning round three versus uh, Micah Parsons in the top 10. Uh, we'll see how smart that looks uh, side by side here in this game, but we'll be interesting. It's going to be crazy. KD coming in here saying, guys, be sure to smash that like button for your Denver Broncos, for MHH, for Nick and I, for Scott, for all of us here at MHI, man. We really, really appreciate everybody coming in. Travis Weber saying, great show. Luke and Nick, have a good night. Broncos country, go Broncos. I absolutely love the optimism. It's going to be really, really tough to see. I mean, you got to, to your point, you got Vic Fangio handing over the keys to a rookie, something that he hates doing. Just ask mm-hmm. Michael Ismudia. And, you know, he's giving this guy, like you said, the green dot. He's given the calls. I mean, I love it. We're seeing those mistakes made in real time, too. That's okay. That's part of the development. Probably just like, you know, Andrew said about the head coaching 
um, stuff as well. You just don't see any development from Vic Fangio. So it makes it really tough. But, Nick, this hour went super fast. It always does. I feel good now that this hour happened. It's almost like therapy for me because we, we talked, we covered everything, man, from keys to victory, from what we're looking at, players to watch, the NFL draft, free agency, trades. I mean, man, we really covered a lot in this hour, and it was a ton of fun. Yeah, it's always a lot of fun to talk with you guys on Saturday night. Hopefully, I mean, again, this is a four and fourteen. They sold on Von Miller, but I, I'm maintaining it, man. I'm smacking the table here and getting excited of the card, you know, the table slap when you're playing cards, right? Um, Broncos win this game. We're going to be singing a different tune uh, coming out of this game, and then the, the Eagles game, and then the bye week. Things can turn around in a hurry. The Raiders have a level of dysfunction I've never seen in Oof. season right now. Um, the Chargers have lost two games back to back where they haven't looked very good. Chargers going to Chargers. Mahomes looks incredibly human right now. So the Broncos win this game. They're right back in this. They really are. Now, this is a hard ask, right? But any given Sunday. So guys, send the positive vibes there. We always love you for joining us today. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. Luke at Luke Patterson LP and myself at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at MHI underscore pod as well as at Mile High Huddle. Guys on Facebook, make sure you're following us at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and forward slash mile high huddle pod. If you're joining us on YouTube today, make sure you subscribe, like, and share. Get those stars in, get the super chats in because you guys get to pick what jersey you want uh, before the game. I think I was talking with uh, Scott and Luke beforehand. You guys could pick the jersey. You know which one I'd be thinking about right now if I didn't have to you know, pay, pay a cent for it and get that kind of thing? Okay. Uh, Brandon McManus. How fun would that be? A guy like that, the last guy of Super Bowl 50 out there. You're not rocking Ooh. the kicker jersey? Oh, no. man. Every- Everybody would be coming at the tailgate with a number eight McManus. I'd be like, okay, you're a diehard. I respect you for it. True that. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Super Bowl 50. I mean, like, also great. I just want to, I just want to start over so we can get going. But yeah, BMAC is what we've got right now. So you're right. I guess you got to give respect. And eight, eight is just such an ugly number. Maybe that's what it is. I, I can't do the eight. It's, it's weird. And speaking of eight, didn't Peterson go to eight Titans? You know what? I think I know what it is. Patterson is 100% an Irish name. And McManus is Scottish, so uh, you're probably there's some, <laughs> there's some ancestral hate here. That's war, what's going on. war. Yeah. So the Celtics <laughs> fighting at each other. Um, but uh, yeah, no, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for the nice comments here. We love y'all. Um, we're gonna get on out of here. Um, we will see you next Saturday, hopefully, talking about a Broncos team that's above 500. You know, putting out everybody, sending out the good vibes. Um, we'll see what happens. Get after them, and uh, everyone stay safe. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.